And like that, we're live. Magic of the internet. That's great. Having to point your your attention to this tweet, I came across a couple weeks ago, and I've been forgetting to do this. Okay. I'd like to start off by mentioning, though, that this podcast is on Skype. We're using Skype. Yeah. yeah. We, we so are. I can't open that without screwing up layouts. So okay. do you want to just point me the Twitter account and I'll look it up manually? <laughs> uh, I'll just put it in the chat. How about that? Is that yeah. okay? Yeah, that works. Okay, perfect. There you go. Okay. John, for the listeners at home, do you want to just do you want to do you want to give a word description of what what we're doing? Of this tweet. <laughs> this is uh, great. <laughs> hang on. Or Paul, if you have it up, whoever has it up. I mean, I could just oh, read it. Oh, this one. Oh, okay. Yeah, I saw this a long time ago. Today I learned that if you use Skype in a podcast or live stream, you have to give Skype credit at least every 15 minutes. Yep. So. <clears throat> I mean, I can probably program like a small script to do that. In the oh, background. no, you don't have to do that at all. <laughs> don't worry about it. I just thought that was very funny. That yeah. that's an actual thing um because that's definitely never happened no one's should, ever done that. should that's i read not, this verbal mentions of skype part that's not even true because uh, as flat matt says i can imagine people blaming skype every 15 minutes and that happens <laughs> at least once an episode so they get their credit uh if you think there's something funny to read uh john or worth noting sure verbal mentions of skype you should always reference the fact you are using skype in your broadcast for audio-only programs where no visual representation of the brand is possible, this should be done by a verbal announcement. As if the did. call is less than 15 minutes in length, an announcement should be made at the beginning of the call. For calls longer than 15 minutes, you should make the announcement at the beginning and end of the call and at no less than 15-minute intervals. All right, so I did it at the beginning just in case, for whatever reason, we wrap things up in, like, a, a, a tight 13. Yeah, yeah. So... Gotta make yeah, sure. I just wanted to. I wanted to cover our bases in case yep. uh, Skype comes for our asses. No, this no, week. I need. I need to say this part though. Uh, what yep. not to do? Avoid using connect or connecting. Skype doesn't connect calls. It helps you keep in touch or reach people. How true. How true. <laughs> try. Try not to use via Skype. It sounds a little robotic. We like to keep things conversational. Okay, so I don't. So we don't want to say that we're we're doing this podcast via Skype. We want to All say right. that. We are we're Skyping keeping in touch. We're reaching each other using Skype. We're keeping. Yeah, we're keeping in touch. Yeah. Using the power of Skype, the most powerful program known to man. Yeah. I'll yeah. hail yeah. our new overlords. Skype. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Valentine's Day was yesterday. Did you guys do anything fun? Mm hmm. Went no, out I mean, for no, steak dinner. Ooh, that's good. Where did you go? We went to chop. Okay. I think I've been to Chop, actually. There's a few of them, right? Because there's one up here, too, and I don't think you I, came all the way up here. I think there's at least two. We went to the Chinook one. No, I mean, I think I... Oh, no, yeah. I've been to Chop in um, Calgary is what I was talking about. Yeah. yeah. And it's the one at Chinook, yeah. And I used to go to whatever it was before Chop as well. Uh, uh I, crud. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. I don't remember what it is either. I don't remember what it was called, but uh, we would we would routinely go like there for like dinner and a movie. My family, because you know it's connected to the theater. Yeah, yeah, um, I could see that. How was the dinner? Everything go okay? Oh yeah, uh, it went good. They actually had someone running around like taking Polaroids of couples, so we got a little mini Polaroid we took home. That's cute. Yeah, 
that's, that's a cute. that's cool. an okay idea. That's pretty good. The food was really good. Uh, I ordered a side of asparagus for my uh, my steak, and they gave me like a giant plate of asparagus. So I think I've had the most okay. asparagus I've ever had in my life just that one night. Nice. All right. All right. Are you guys are you guys one of those people that can smell the urine difference after asparagus? I don't smell my Some- urine. <laughs> I get I get what he means. So, so yeah. Paul's a no then. Yes. Yeah. Um, cause yeah, some people just can't do it. <laughs> I, I definitely can tell the difference when I have asparagus. Okay. But that, that's like a common thing is it like changes yeah. the scent. You know, I have heard that my whole life. I, maybe I just like can't smell it or something cause I just don't. Yeah. Again, it's a common thing for people like you either you can or you cannot. It's just one of those things. My, uh, my roommate cannot and she eats it all the time and I've, I've asked her like, Hey, do you have this? And she's like, no, I don't. So mm. I'm a little disturbed that you ask your roommate. <laughs> Do you smell your pee? Well, it's just, yeah, you're eating asparagus. Asparagus Asparagus is good. And hey, here's an interesting fact about asparagus. Yeah. So. Mm -hmm. Anyway, Paul, you were working. Yeah, I was working. Yeah. Yeah, we didn't we didn't go out and do anything because we wanted to just avoid Valentine's crowds. We're going out tomorrow for dinner and and Black Panther. That's kind of our Valentine's. Nice. 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 So looking forward to that. Yeah cool well um although i do want to talk what i did last weekend real quick i went to a parkour gym i did Ooh. see the instagram uh sh- yeah. was it so this is literally like an american ninja warrior yeah gym like they had signs up for like here's this exact obstacle that you've seen on american ninja warrior yeah yeah um it was a lot of fun it was definitely hard yeah um but uh, my girlfriend and a friend of ours the three of us went and they have people there that like help you out and tell you like, hey, if you're trying to do this, you know, trick or this obstacle, you should focus on doing this stuff. So tons of tons of people that are just like beyond powerful and strong. there, like teenage kids that are just like doing flips off in the corner because that, you know, this is just their thing. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Some of the stuff I had on my Instagram, uh, the salmon ladder, which is the one uh, where you have like the bar kind of hooked on. It looks like a pull-up bar, but you have to, like, jump up to the next hook with it as you, like, go up this ladder type thing. If you've ever seen the show Arrow, he does it, like, every two episodes <laughs> shirtless. So you'll be familiar with it. It's that <coughs> thing he does. Uh, they have rope climbs. They have the walls, like, the curved walls you have to run up, which were fun to try out. Okay. Um, they had this really interesting one where it's, like, so it was, like, this, think of, like, a, I don't know, like, a ten-point star but each point is like a, a pipe, so it's kind of easy to grab. And that thing would rotate uh, so that, you know, it, it, I don't know, it would rotate the same axes. So, so all the points are going in the kind of the same direction, like a clock okay. or whatever. Yeah. Um, and so you would grab on a couple of the pipes and you would kind of swing back and forth. And then you had to swing up to what was essentially a rectangular prism that just had the edges Okay. So, you know, it was like it wasn't there's no walls. It's just the edges. So there's like four long uh, pipes. And then you had to roll the rectangular prism along this pathway. So you'd have to go onto like one side of it, reach up and then yank it down so that it would rotate 90 degrees because it's a square. Yeah. Yeah. And then you have to move over again and do that again. Uh, Lots of like rock climbing stuff. They had a foam pit. Foam pits are always great. Um. So yeah, just a bunch of stuff like that. We're planning to go back again because it was just a, a lot of fun. Cool. 
but that was a cool thing I did this weekend. So I wanted to bring that up. Yeah, no, that sounds cool. They, and they actually, another one I really liked that I've seen on American Ninja Warrior was this, this ring one where you had a ring in each hand and there was these pegs. You had to like reach a ring up and then move the next ring to the next peg while you're swinging and then reach and reach. And that one was fun too. Good times. Mm -hmm. Um, Okay, well, let's go into the let's go into the podcast about video games as opposed to athletics. Yeah, brought to you uh, by Skype. Perspective. Yeah, <laughs> we, are, we are recording this on. We are reaching each other on Skype. I don't we're, like. I don't like you using the term reaching out like, to hug. I don't yep. like the term reaching out. I don't. It's weird. <laughs> that's what me. they want us to say. It's that's it says right there. We got to do what they want to say. I guess so. We reach people. It's yeah. either that or or we're keeping in touch with Skype. Yeah, keeping in touch. Those I'm are fine. our two options. Yep. Okay. That's it. Nothing else. Uh, yeah. Um. All right. Uh. It's top down perspective for February fifteenth. John Wheeler's here. Sean Booker's here. Paul Flex here. Yo. Uh. John, what have you been playing? All right. Well, I've mainly been playing uh, our Patreon game of the month, Hollow Knight. Okay. But don't I can't, talk too much. About but it. I can't, we can't talk <laughs> about that yet. Yeah. So yeah. I'm going to talk about the uh, game I played on Game Clearing this week, which was Orb 3D. I don't think I even okay. know what this, this sounds is. like a like a crappy <coughs> iOS game. Um, it could be. I'm. I okay. wouldn't surprise me. Okay. Imagine a puzzle game where you play Pong. Hmm. Okay. Okay. I don't think I like, like that. Arkanoid. No, now that's what you would normally think is something like Arkanoi, but no. Imagine uh, you are a spaceship that is rotating into the foreground and background. Okay, hang on one sec. I'm glad you're literally imagining this. Okay, got it. Cool. All right. Thanks. Thanks for that. The realism is here. (laughs) I just didn't want to get too caught up. Yeah. I wanted to... Go so, slow. So every time like your your orb hits a paddle, it goes into the background or the foreground. Or you can hit the A button to dip down. Now, in between the foreground and background, there's like a little grid with a bunch of puzzle things you have to figure out. Okay. So you have to dip down and hit the things in the trigger the certain puzzles. Uh it starts off simple, like, oh, there's just a bunch of bubbles, just pop them. Then it turns into like play tic-tac-toe against the AI. Um Bowl a strike in bowling. Move a ball. What's the perspective I'm looking at here? Are we like behind the paddle or is it pong? Top, that pong style top down. Okay, all right. Oh, I hate this. uh, I don't like this at all. Yeah, it's it's really (laughs) bad. (laughs) Let's look this up. This is the type of thing I think that if you like played it a lot, you would feel motion sick after. (laughs) Like everything would move a little bit. Yeah. Oh, I'm not done adding to the gameplay elements, by the way. Now, imagine <laughs> that you have uh, a fuel limit. Okay, I'm, I'm having a hard time finding this. Who is it by? Here. Uh, High Tech Expression. It's an NES game. I'm, I put a link in the Twitch chat. <coughs> oh, you actually looked okay. up footage, Paul? All right, well, that works even yeah, better. Yeah, because the screenshot makes, like, absolutely no sense. <laughs> yeah. So now imagine with all this stuff, like, you're you have to solve these puzzles while you're bouncing back and forth in the foreground and background. Uh, yeah. Imagine a like it's pong, so you can only control the ball. You can only control the paddles, not the ball. And wherever the paddle hits the ball, that depends. That fixes the direction for it. Uh, and now also imagine that you have a fuel limit, where if you miss the ball, it just takes out a chunk of your health. I think it was about ten to fifteen percent of your meters gone. Okay. 
And uh, if you run low, Sorry, how is this a, a puzzle? What's what's the puzzle aspect? You're not just trying to get pop the the bubbles. Oh no, stage one is pretty straightforward, and then from okay. stage two onwards, it actually starts becoming a puzzle game. Okay, yeah. I'm trying to get to another stage. They only have this bubble stage. Okay, here we go. Pin uh, bowling pins. Yeah, and it's not just hit all the bowling pins. It's, no, if you do, a- if you don't hit them all in two shots, it just resets, and you have to do it again. You have oh, to bowl. Yeah, the oh, bowl a striker spare. I see. Okay, yeah. So, so they're all like little like teaser, like brain teasers, like that. You got to figure out what to do. It doesn't tell you. No, you have two you shots. Gotta figure it out. You just got to figure it out on your own. Oh, great. So if you hit it twice, then just all the pins reset, and like your health meter stays how it was. So I hate how the ball just like chooses randomly to go to your paddle. Sometimes, dude, and I other fucking. Times it's like, no, I'm gonna do another like lap. I oh, hate no, that's everything. The, about that's this. the A button doing that. You you do the A button to loop into the foreground and background manually. That's the only way you can strike the things like the pins. Oh, okay. There's an element of 3D. Okay, this is definitely some like Ness ass. What can we do with these graphics? Yeah, and okay. All right, so now imagine that you're running low on fuel, but by pressing the B button, you can go to a gas station to fuel up. Okay. Now imagine if the gas... Is it Vern's? Is it called Vern's? Yes, you're probably watching it right now. Yeah, that's what I'm looking at. Now imagine uh, you can miss the gas station holes. They close, and uh, you just wasted a turn trying to heal. You can go back, but every time you go to Vern's, it costs you a 1,000 points out of your score. What an if asshole. you don't okay. if you don't have any points left, you can hit the uh, the money sign on Vern's gas station to take out a loan so you can gas up your orb. Wow. But then this you have to get your score. Complex game. You have to get your score back out of the negatives. Otherwise, he won't let you gas up anymore. Also, randomly, there's a boss you fight on the way to Vern's. So don't go with too little health. Otherwise, you'll just run out of fuel. OK, is this game any is it fun? No. Yeah, it doesn't seem like it. Did you clear it? Yes. It, did you, okay. We spent like an hour and a half on one specific stage, which was you had to move a ball through a labyrinth, but you had to hit the ball in very specific ways to get it to move the direction you wanted. Okay. It was awful. Holy shit. Some of them were kind of cool. There were some cool ideas there, uh, but then there were some bad ones. Like you had to play bingo at some point like they gave you a bingo card and a random number but if you hit okay, the, this is pretty creative but if you hit the wrong spot like you don't get credit for the bingo card and it just rolls a different number instead so then you have to hope and pray that the number you need comes back uh there was a slot machine you had to do which also kind of sucked to do i'm trying to think of what else um there were just a bunch of eyeballs where you had to hit one specific eyeball before you could hit the rest and get rid of them there were like neat ideas there but it was just it controls like garbage it's one of those like you really need to play it to understand how bad it is yeah it looks pretty crappy yeah uh it took us about five hours to clear do you think that labyrinth stage that you mentioned is more or less frustrating than the game labyrinth like the physical one way more way more way more frustrating yeah okay have you ever beaten labyrinth i've never beaten labyrinth like you mean like the little wooden puzzle box right yeah, with like the the rotating. Yeah, those are cool. I like those. Okay, what's didn't they come up with like a circular huge one? Oh yeah, no, those are a nightmare. They're they're not exactly labyrinths because you're not like controlling the rotation with with dials, but 
but it's where they have like the little tiny ones. You know what I'm talking about? I forget what they're called. They're they're a big thing. Oh man, chat's reminding me of all the ones I had forgotten. Ring toss, where uh, you had to throw your your orb through a ring as it rotated. If you were wrong, Sweet. it just bounced off randomly, and you had to keep you had to do that like eight times to get it to land on the actual like ring toss pole. And it, like, I'm just imagining like these, these like fairground games. They're gonna have each one of like something you'd find in a fair. There's gonna be a basketball one, but the hoop is kind of bent, so it's more oval. But you can't tell from the front. Mm, not quite. Um, yeah. There was a chess game where you had to get rid of all the, your opponent's chess pieces with only your queen. Okay. Oh, there was another one where you had to uh, race a car. I forgot about that. Um, there are three cars. You have to hit your car to get it to move, but you can only hit it by going from the foreground to the background. If you hit it from the background to the foreground, it goes backwards. That just makes sense. And meanwhile, every time your orb hits the paddle or rotates, the other cars move. So you have to hit those cars to make sure they don't move. But you have to hit them in the reverse way you would hit your car so that they move backwards. It, Again, this this sounds really creative, all it, the different it's ways creative, they came up but, with this weird ball thing. It's creative, but it was just awful. Like, it sounds shitty. It's one of those like cool ideas done really yeah. badly. Yeah, I could okay. see that for sure. Hmm. So you're looking for like Orb 3D2 on the Switch? No, never. Where they get it real good? Never. Okay. Uh, yeah. Did they come out with a sequel ever? Is there a second Orb 3D? Technically, this is the sequel. It's based off of a uh, Commodore 64 game. Just, oh, just called Orb? No, I think it was called like something about a black hole. Like Quest of the Black Hole. Hmm. Uh, of course. Beyond the black hole. That's what it was called. And then the follow up orb 3D. Mm hmm. All right. Someone said there's an I spy one. That sounds pretty silly. I don't remember the I spy one. There was Simon Says. Maybe that's what they're thinking of. Yeah, I don't know. It's just it was just really bad. I highly recommend against it. Otherwise, hey, yeah. real real quick, breaking not quite news. My mom's at a um, an art gallery for limited edition Dr. Seuss paintings. What are some cool characters I should uh, I should tell her to to like pick me up or or look for? I already thought of the Lorax and the Green Eggs and Ham dude. You strike me as a guy who's all about Hop on Pop. I don't even know what that is. You don't know wow, Hop on, on pop? pop? I haven't I haven't heard that wow. one. Wow. All right. It's literally a book about jumping on your dad. True. And I and I, I gave off that vibe. Yeah. <laughs> okay. You're all about that life. Yeah. Yeah. Any, any other recommendations? Yurtle the turtle. Yurtle the turtle. That's familiar, but I cannot remember that. How do you spell yurtle? Y -E Is it like turtle with a Y? Yeah. Y E R T L E. Remind me who Yurtle the turtle was. Uh, that was a turtle who wanted to be the tallest turtle in all the land, so he just stacked himself on top of all these other turtles or something like that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good one. Good pull. All right. All right. I sent Yurl the turtle. Cool. I, yeah. Did you say Horton at all? I know he said Lawrence. She mentioned Horton, and it's like, eh. I mean, I saw that movie. And I guess Grinch is another big one. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the ones she mentioned was like uh, Cat in the Hat and Horton, and I'm like, they're kind of a little too, like, on the obvious. Yeah, you don't want exactly, no mainstream right? Dr. Seuss characters. You're right. And in fact, like, I'm pretty sure um, 
after that Cat in the Hat movie, uh, Dr. Seuss, his like estate, it was so bad. The Mike Myers one that they're like, we're never doing another live action Dr. Seuss movie. That's fair. You guys have you guys have ruined this for us. That's fair. Wow. Yep. Yeah, it's all that movie's real bad. It is real bad. Okay. Okay, that's it, John. That's all you played. Yep. All right, Paul. Uh, I mean, besides the obvious, still playing Monster Hunter with friends and whatnot. I guess the big one for me this week was I got Shadow of the Colossus, that remake for PS4, and played through okay. that in one sitting because that game's short when you know what to do. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. So um, that game is, like, absolutely beautiful. It's still breathtaking. And just the fact that, like, the frame rate doesn't dip anytime you do literally anything makes that game even, like, more pretty. But... I don't know, man. There's just something about that game that I was afraid going back to it because the only I've only played this game twice now. The first time was the first time I ever played it on the PS2. I didn't want to play the like re-release thing they did on PS3 because I heard some middling things about it and I didn't want to like experience it that way. But when I saw this, I was like, you know what? That'll get me back into it. It always kind of the re-release. I played it for Ico because I'd never played that before. I didn't okay. play the Shadow of Colossus one, though. Right. I played that on the PS2. Yeah, right. Shadow of the Colossus to me was just one of those things I didn't like. I wanted the nostalgia to just be like, this was great. I don't need to know that it's actually terrible <laughs> to go back sure. here. So sure. I I was just so happy that going back to like it with this version, this it looks now the way that you remembered it being back then if that makes sense, like, because yeah, yeah. I yeah. went back to the PS2 one and it looks pretty bad, actually. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, and, like, and like Paul said, it runs really bad. Oh, yeah. 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 So this runs at the full 60 the whole time. Everything looks great. The Colossus's fur like blows in the wind when you're like climbing him and everything just looks so, so good. It has a photo mode in it because everything does with the PlayStation share. That's just like a thing they want developers to do, sure. I guess. And I found myself taking photos like all the fucking time because <laughs> everything just looks so cool and pretty. And oh, my God, the game is still so good. The big problem is, of course, is that because the gameplay is all centered around each Colossus is actually a puzzle, not really a boss fight necessarily. When you know the right. answer to the puzzle, it's super quick. You take down a Colossus in like literal couple minutes. <laughs> it's well, that's nice. why there's like the time trial mode where you can unlock it. Exactly. Stuff. <clears throat> yeah. So that's what I have I, to go into next. I played through that game not knowing about the lizards at all. Ooh. Yeah. I didn't know about them until afterwards. Did I had seen a lizard and I was like, oh, that's okay. C- can you do anything with that? And then I just kind of moved on. Yeah. So I, I finished it with like did, the, like bare minimum. Did you at least yeah. eat the fruits or did you not know about that either? I didn't know about anything. All I did was the Colossus Oof. fights. Yeah. Fights. Um, have you guys heard about these like secret coins in the new version? Yes. I've heard this some relics or something that no one knows what they do yet. They do know what it does. Okay. Well, have they figured it out? Uh, maybe yeah. you shouldn't say I'm not going. I know, uh, I'm not going to say it, but. 
It's kind of sick. It's kind of cool. It's kind of a neat okay. little thing. The, the, this is what I'd known about. There's a bunch of like hidden coins or something, and the community was trying to figure out how many there are, and yeah. you could follow along. And then at one point, there was an interview with one of the developers, and someone, and the person even asked, like, "Hey, what's the deal with these coins?" And his response was like, "Well, they haven't figured it out yet, so you know, I'm not going to answer that because yeah. that would take away all the fun." Yeah. So that's why I'm saying it. We definitely shouldn't mention it. Yeah. Um. They are just those are littered throughout the world, which makes finding all 79, I think it is of them, like probably the biggest pain in the ass because they are just kind of hidden in like bushes and nests like bird nests and shit. And they give off a faint glow when you're near them. But the only way you can really like tell where they are is that you'll hear a little like twinkling sound when it's nearby and then you're kind of like on the Easter egg hunt of like where the sounds coming from. It helps having headphones and like good directional sound through there. So it wasn't too hard to find the ones I did end up like looking for, but how many did you find just kind of like organically? five? Wow. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And like, it's a big world to be fair. There's like, it's a big and three of them. I wouldn't say are or were organic. They were me looking in weird, like crevices. Cause I thought I saw something there. <laughs> Okay, that's that's organic. You came across like, I mean, you didn't look them up is what I kind of meant. Yeah. Oh, no, I didn't look anything up. Um, yeah. Yeah, there's like little Easter eggs as well. Apparently, there's a last guardian Easter egg that somebody was like, go here. So I oh, did. it's not like it's it's not the bird dog and you have to kill it, is it? No, it's like maybe a cave from it. I don't even know what the Easter egg is because okay. I never played that game. But somebody was like, go down this way, like just to see something. So I did. And they're like, that's a Easter egg for Last Guardian. I was like, oh, OK, that's kind of cool. Then you should play The Last Guardian. It's all right. Like it's a yeah, it's all it's all right. OK, maybe um, the reason I kind of don't want to is because the big thing I came back to and hated about this game was aggro is a piece of garbage. He just does what he wants. Yeah, he <laughs> all the time around a bunch. But like annoyingly, yeah, you have to kind of start to like that if you want to play Last Guardian. There's like it just arbitrarily like I'm going in a straight line and everything's fine. Then he decides he wants to turn left as like I get it, but the, I hate it. <laughs> hey, man, it's a, some you can't. Sometimes the horse wants to go left. I don't know. I think it's stupid. I hate it. That's the only real issue gripe I have with this game at all. Right. And even then, it's like a minor inconvenience more than it is like any real annoyance with it. Yeah, I would say that's probably about 80% of what the last guardian is, is the bird dog knock that's where you want. That's kind of why I was just like, oh, that seems like just the most frustrating thing to play. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, again, that's why I said that game's all right. It's yeah. a solid. All right. No, but um, yeah, I guess the big warning is if you play Shadow of the Colossus, you're probably going to get five to seven hours total out of this thing because you know what to do. So like maybe keep that in mind when you're looking at the price tag and seeing if it's worth it. However, if you like haven't played it, I think this and you have a PS4, I think this should be an insta buy. I think it's just absolutely fantastic. And Is it at least a discounted price? Yeah, it's not full price. It's I think no. it was like 50 bucks Canadian. It, it's 50 Canadian. Oh, it's, like, it's like 40 American. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah. There's a reason why this is still a like a classic and people should definitely, definitely pick this up if they've never played it and they have access to a PS4. In fact, I would say even if you have a PS2 and you could buy the original Shadow of the Colossus, just don't just wait until 
you like maybe get a PS4 on sale like sometime in the future and get this on or sale. Or the PS3 version. I mean, there's lots of versions of this game. No, now. I wouldn't even say that. This is the definitive version for sure. Every- oh, sure. I'm saying this is the best. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I mean. I mean it's yeah, like, don't it- even bother with any other version. Just like get this one or hold out for this one if you want to try it, because this is just it's just so good. It's just plays. It's just mechanically the best version. So and for sure. Yeah, no, you're right. This game is definitely like one of like the greats yeah. of games. Yep. Like if I think back to the PS2, there's no way I'm making a top 10 without Shadow of Colossus in there. Totally. For sure. So, yeah, that's basically been it for me. So All right. Um, I've also been playing Hollow Knight, which I'll talk about later this month. Um, I finished uh, or I beat Celeste. I saw credits. Oh, OK. Uh, yeah, I like the way that game ends quite a bit. Uh, the last level, you get like an additional power, which is cool, which is very fun. OK, cool. Um, so now I'm probably just going to do some like cleaning up stuff, some B-sides. Yeah, the uh, hard stuff. It seems like. Yeah, it seems yeah. like there's a lot of hard stuff to do because you, sure. you unlock a, like a final stage that you need to like find all these collectibes to get access to, which I found one of. How many the stages are there total? Or maybe for um, story mode, because you said you unlock yeah, one. So. Yeah, seven. OK, I guess. And then there's B sides of all seven of those. Yeah, that's actually. And quite then there's long. whatever this like final stage is. And they're also, as you know, they're long stages. They so. are. Yeah, um, actually. Oh, crap, my switch isn't here, but I wanted to give you my death count. For the most part, I was dying maybe like 180-ish times through each stage. Per chapter? Yeah, okay. Per chapter. I get to that final chapter, I think my eight, my number was 800. Sure. That makes sense. <laughs> uh, there's some there's, hard yeah, I get, stuff that they want you to do. Yeah, and a lot of the, I think a lot of those were like, I would come across a strawberry, yeah. and I was just hitting my head over and over. There was definitely like, I think, definitely one, I think maybe two in that last chapter. I was just like, I'm either not getting it or I just yeah. cannot fling myself correctly. But I tried probably like 50 times on each one or whatever. It also has the problem. I don't think Celeste reads very well in like where secret stuff is, which is kind of an issue, too, because I realize a lot of my deaths were me going to the edge of the screen because it's kind of like it's kind of this linear open world thing where there's like a hub area and there's different offshoots into different little puzzle rooms and whatnot. But like because it's kind of open world ish, but not really, there's secrets hidden about and like death pits and they don't really mark off what's a death pit and where a secret might be very well. And I think that's right. Maybe an issue that inflates that death number arbitrarily. And that's probably. Oh, for sure. Yeah, there was a bunch of times where I was like, that looks like it kind of indents. I wonder if I can like dash through that. Oh, no, I can't. Whatever. I mean, I don't care how many times I die. No. And I kind of just like the exploration aspect of it like of like i'm gonna just launch myself into every nook and cranny and maybe i'll come across something i don't hate it but i think that they should differentiate what is obvious death and what is a maybe not a little better i think that might be too obvious though because i also do like well, it yeah, when i just point. stumble across one of those where it's like yeah, oh crap oh maybe. crap oh crap oh wait that wall was fake whoa look at this there's a strawberry here this is great yeah maybe but i don't agree at all because if okay. if you're going to ask a mechanically hard thing, you should make it clear what kills you. That That's just a thing that should be there. They do point out, though, that the strawberries are irrelevant. Yes, but so, they're not. 
because it's kind of they totally because then what's the point of uh, playing most of those rooms because there's rooms where there's keys so you could progress but then there's rooms with just a strawberry in it like why would you skip gameplay that's the thing to do for that room i'm probably for like the same reason you might turn on some of the like assist mode stuff is you kind of just want to progress through the level and finish it like yeah i definitely didn't 100 percent each chapter before moving on i did as much as i some of those strawberries are just like continue. impossible to find too. They're very well hidden. Yeah. yeah. No, just like you said, some some of them you you kind of have to know there's going to be something there or not. Yeah. Um, apart from that, continuing with some uh, Dragon Ball Fighters, John and I actually we played on the weekend. We um we played against each other and I wanted to talk about the party mode. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so party mode is when uh, we did just random party mode with a random people. Uh-huh. We had the best luck. It was weird. We, so we were doing we definitely didn't do Canada West Coast because nobody's playing Dragon Ball Fighters in Canada. It looked like. Right. So we did uh, America West Coast. Right. And that was like, yeah, they had some full lobbies, but nobody was doing the party lobbies because they have named lobbies, which is supposed to just kind of like guide you like, hey, if you're looking for this type of match, you should go in these lobbies. Sure. Or not East Coast US, though, they are all about partying like everyone was full. So that's where we had the best luck. OK, um, so shout out to the East Coast people. You guys know how to Dragon Ball Fighters party. Um, OK, but so party mode is when it's three on three and there's six of you and you each get to control one character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. OK, yeah. Which I'm so glad that was in there. Um, I really liked it. What did you think about it, John? I mean, when it worked, it was fun. That yeah, was, there was, was a few problem. times where it, the it was like timing out and there was some lag. Yeah, um, I'll say it was it's stressful uh, just being like, oh, crap, is he going to tag me in? Is he going to tag me in? And then like when it says it's your turn, it's like, oh, shit, I hope I don't like let my team down, which <laughs> I pretty much consistently was the weak link on my team. <laughs> oh, no. And we definitely came into the came to clear like, OK, these are obviously the top two people. And it's and half the time it's like, crap, I'm taking a lot of damage. I'm just going to throw someone else in there. And then you're just like praying it's not you or something. Yeah, um, <laughs> that's a that, that's a cool mode. I like it. And we my favorite was when they would just like put you on random teams. So you couldn't even make the team. And then you just have to hope for the best. Um, but I am definitely terrible at that game. I'm so bad. Uh, I did finish uh, the second story arc, though, and I'm on the third one. And yeah, it's still boring. Yeah, same here. But at least like I there's d- some story elements are a bit more interesting this time around. But that's about it. Yeah. Now now's the one where they're kind of like revealing some stuff because it's like the end for the most part. Mm. Have the what I don't get. How do these stories like work together? Because they just contradict each other. Like that's is, the th- they're te- they're technically separate universes. They're like, oh, this is an alternate timeline. If you were with the androids instead or if you were with like the villains and stuff okay yeah so they they oh. can't work together obviously is the but thing. like the idea is that you play them and then they show you bits and pieces of the story that you didn't realize in the main one so like the the one where you take where you play as goku and everyone that's the established real storyline that's the main one okay yeah okay yeah i just started uh the third one um and i'm just like Ugh, whatever so i played some arcade mode uh, which was fun. I'm trying to trying to get better with Trunks and uh, Black Goku. Nice. And then I got my boy Yamcha, as always. The Yam Man. Uh, what else? Oh, and uh, I started up some Golf Story, which I was I was streaming before the show as yeah. I waited for you guys. That's I saw a charming looking game. 
Yeah, golf golf story is fun. Um, I think I prefer it in smaller sessions than what I because I played about an hour and a half before we were playing uh, before we started doing the show. Oh, it, and it's it's golf. It is definitely golf. And I don't know if I can take an hour and a half of golf, um, but having it for like a 30 minute sessions is real nice. It's funny. Uh, I like I like the writing and they mix up kind of how all the golf works. Sometimes you're literally just doing a golf course. Uh, I came across a mini golf course, which was fun. Uh, I just did some weird digging mini game where you I basically had to like swing my club at the right time to essentially uncover unshovel a some buried treasure. OK, cool. Um, I like how they uh, th- they do some fun animations with the word balloons to kind of convey em- what emotion these characters are having. So they'll like make the word smaller or bigger or the word balloon will like tip over and fall off. And um, also. I think this is the best case of HD rumble I've experienced since that marble mini game in one, two switch. Yeah. Because whenever you get the ball in the hole, it bounces around in the controller as, as however the ball would like it hits the walls uh, and it feels like the balls bouncing around in, in your, in your controller in your joy cons. Um, which I guess it's nice to see more HD rumble because that seemed like it just kind of disappeared. So yeah, that's I'm calling that best use of HD Rumble since One Two Switch. Cool. There you go. And uh, that's all I've been playing. Oh crap! Uh, we forgot. Hey, this is we're recording this on Skype. We didn't. We oh, didn't man. forget. We I was about to say it as you were we doing the next part. But yeah, we we should have done one like almost 15 minutes ago. No, we're fine. I talked I to I talked to Mr. Microsoft. We're, we're Mr. Cool. Microsoft himself. Yeah. Okay. Well, hopefully, please please don't stop our podcast. Uh, we're doing this on Skype. We are reaching out to each other on Skype. Yeah. We are keeping in touch and reaching out, and we're, keep, we're, we're not being robotic about this at all. Um. Okay. Let's uh. Let's go on to some news. Yeah. What do we got here? I actually didn't read uh, anything. <laughs> Ubisoft came out and said that they're not going to do another Assassin's Creed this year. They're just going to focus on Origins. That's sure. surprising. But games of platform. Games of service. Yeah, no, I think this is great. They took last year off, came out with or, or sorry, they took two years ago off, right. came out with Origins last year. Seemed like it did great for them because Origins is great. I'm still playing Origins on the regular. Sure. Um, so I think it's great that they're like kind of going hard uh, with this one and they're kind of slowing down. Um, cause I'm really, even though I came to origins late, I'm not looking forward to another Assassin's Creed right now. Sure. Once a, once a year is just too much, especially how much bigger this one is like, so yeah. that's good. They're focusing on that more DLC for that, uh, which, which gets me excited. And it, I guess it could help people catch up if you haven't played it. Yeah. Which you should. I'm just happy origins they stopped making games and they started making services is about fucking time. That's all I have to say. Uh, oh, here's a small one. Uh, there was a mobile game a while back called Alto's Adventure, which okay. I liked quite a bit. It was a snowboarding one. They announced their sequel, Alto's uh, Odyssey, and there's a release date for that. It's coming out February 22nd, which so, I'm excited for. So next week. I, next week, yeah. Because I really liked Alto's Adventure quite a bit. Uh, and if you haven't played that, you should definitely look into that game. Okay, yeah, I'm looking at it right now. Nice. There's llamas, you're snowboarding. Yep. There's crazy guys that'll chase you. It's a good game. There's a balloon this dude bounced off. That's kind of cool. Yep, yep. You can do cool backflips. 
this was rumored for a bit and then confirmed Bandai Namco is working on Metroid Prime 4. Or they seem to be the ones making it, I guess. Which seems surprising. Yeah. I mean, yeah, like, we, th- they did what? So we know them for Pokken. They did work on Smash Brothers. Uh, and they did Star Fox Assault. So it just seems it's a little surprising to see them handed off, like, I guess, a main series like Metroid. But then I guess Nintendo kind of also did that with Samus Returns. So and other M. In fact, yeah, like all the latest. Me- Actually, yeah, you know what? You're off. totally right. So it kind of it kind of just lines up. And I do kind of like the idea of this kind of like anthology series where they just keep giving it to a different developer. And it's like, well, what would you do with Metroid? What would you do with Metroid? Mm. I like the idea of that. That makes it sound exciting. Uh, it gets me more excited as someone who didn't play the Metro, the Prime trilogy. Um, but anyways, uh, Pokin's good. Nope. I, I liked Star Fox Assault. I'm just curious how they're going to do with a shooter. I don't think really Bandai Namco is really known for doing first person shooters. That's true. Star Fox Assault, though, that the game's all right. It has a fun multiplayer. Uh, all right. Last little bit of news is that Fortnite overtook PUBG for the most concurrent players. Hooray. Cool. Makes sense. Try, trying to see. Uh, this was what? Last Sunday on Sunday. Yeah. Last Sunday, they were at 3.4 and PUBG's record is 3.2. This is on Steam. Yep. Uh, which uh, pretty crazy. Battle Royale. Have you guys played this one Fortnite yet at all? Yes. I've heard good things about the Battle Royale for it, at least. Right. Yeah. No one's playing regular Fortnite, if that's even a game still. Uh, I have it downloaded. I haven't really played it. Yeah. I do like that. The big thing that I saw everybody freaking out about Twitter is not on here about Kingdom Hearts three. <laughs> there, that's a I mean, thing. They, what they put out some, a, tra- a trailer and some screenshots, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's more that they announced a new world for the game too. Uh, okay. Yeah, I didn't know anyone was in, was interested from us, but we can talk about some Kingdom Hearts three for sure. I mean, I don't really care, but I mean, I, I don't care Monsters, either. Monsters Inc. <laughs> I just found it funny that we're gonna be that podcast. <laughs> that's just like. Hey, I, I usually collect Whatever. news that I'm interested in. That's how I do it. That's fair enough. Um, I saw screenshots of like Monster Goofy and Donald, and I thought they looked kind of dumb. <laughs> That's my I, opinion. I, heard, I saw the Goofy one for sure, which is definitely weird. I also saw a giant Goofy out in the water or something like that that looked goofy. I didn't watch the trailer. <laughs> I just saw the... Yep. <laughs> I didn't watch the trailer either. I just saw some some screenshots. When your uh, name is also an adjective. (laughs) Yeah. All right. That's it for news. Let's go on to some questions. John, where can people send questions? Top them perspective at gmail.com. TDP podcast on Twitter. Top that perspective on Facebook and my P.O. box, which I have not checked for like three weeks, four weeks. Yeah. So I I'll prob- read this first probably one. Probably go there. This is from Stoge. I think it's Stoge. Uh, hey, TDP, even as digital distribution gets more widely available, I still like physical copies of games for their boxes and instruction booklets for older games. My two questions are, what's your favorite video game box art? Oh, hmm. Um, I really like 
the reverse cover of Bioshock Infinite, I think. Yeah. The the red one. What's the whatever? reverse cover? I know the, the red orange cover. one. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. There was a while there where like reversible covers were kind of just the thing, and I thought those were always cooler because they were minimalist. I remember Heavy Rain had some. It had actually Heavy Rain had three different box arts. Okay. The one we got here was just a bunch of people in the rain, right? Yeah. And then Japan had a had an origami figure yeah. in the rain. Mm-hmm. And then Europe had who's the main guy with his son Jason? Oh, uh, Ethan. 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 His face with his nose sticking out of the water. Okay. Sure. Oh, I see Bioshock Infinite's reverse cover. Yeah, that one's a cool one. Yeah. I think everyone likes um, the Mega Man, the original Mega Man one, right? That's a classic. It's a uh, classic. Of, and, yeah. then, and then in relation to that, the physical PC release of Super Meat Boys uh, is very good. And I, th- it, I think it was like a reference to that. I don't think I know. Oh, yeah, I know what he's talking about. Yeah. You should look it up. I'm going to try and find it. Uh, another one, a favorite one of mine, uh, there's a game on the any, on the Super Nintendo called Tough Enough. But okay. the uh, cover is a guy shouting at you saying, Hey, punk, are you tough enough? Master the moves to master me. It's a really, it's a classic. Okay, it's I can't find good. a copy of the box, but here is an illustration that theoretically was on the box. I put it in the chat. Oh, the, Right. That thing's disgusting. I love it. That thing's that thing's so good. Yep. That thing it's so good. Yep. Um, um my favorite, and actually I can't believe I forgot about that. Um, because I actually had this like game propped up. I like the cover so much, is original Katamari Damasi. Okay. I love that cover. Love it, love it, love it. Yep. That's a good one. Uh I mean, I have the poster right behind me, the original long box Resident Evil. It was just so stupid <laughs> with Chris and like the okay. superimposed spiders and like zombie grows. It's so dumb. Oh, yeah, that one. That's a good it's one. So too. good. Classic. Actually, you know what? Lawnbox PlayStation games have a lot of really good dumb covers for that era. Have, have you seen Crazy Ivan? Crazy what Ivan. But it's spelled with a K. Oh, at the beginning. Crazy yeah. Ivan. Cover art? It's just like a zoom up of just like a dude's face and there's like a little oh, robot okay. in his eyeball. <laughs> this looks terrible. Yeah, that's bad. <laughs> yeah. I will say a lot of games got really lame. Bioshock Infinite is one of them. It's regular cover with just dude with a gun. <laughs> Actually, Mega 64 had a whole bit about that. Terrible. The like head down, eyes like looking up cover and yep. there's just like Everything that came out recently is there. Oh, man. I miss Longbox PlayStation days. Seeing these on the shelf. I'm trying to look at what I'm going to look at. I have a list of some of the best ones that this site thinks. Okay. Uh, Eco. Eco's good. Eh, For some reason, they have Sonic and Knuckles on here, which I don't think is good. Yeah, that's a weird choice. (laughs) Actually, a lot of these I don't think are great. I'm trying to find ones that I agree with. Secret of Mana is nice. I like that one. Mm-hmm. Topical as well. <laughs> Final Fantasy 10 is on here, which is which is not great. 
Uh, I've never been a big fan of the Grand Theft Auto covers. Uh, I mean, as an iconic thing, they're probably one of the best because you just know automatically what it is. But like, yeah, that's true. I know what you mean. Hotline Miami has a cool one. I always thought the Borderlands dude, like with the his the psycho with his uh, oh, like shooting himself in the head. Yeah, but like yeah, his yeah. brain matter is like the a scene from the game or whatever, or like the characters. Sure, I thought that was kind of yeah. cool. I think that's just like to how good Borderlands looks. You know what I mean? Probably. I just thought that was a good idea, though. <laughs> in general, uh, what else is on here? I oh, remember Strider these. being good. Flanix, I'd forgotten about that. It's the it's the shmup where the cover for the box art is just an old man on a porch playing a banjo. <laughs> that sounds pretty good. Okami is nice, but I think, again, that's just like, look at this art style. Yeah. I mean, there was an era of Capcom covers that are just iconic to me in general okay question two um which game has the best or most memorable instruction booklet i i can't think of any anything off the top of your head best or most memorable booklet yeah there's one that was basically a comic book but i'm like racking my brain to remember what the hell it was hmm yeah, I can't think of like any real ones that I spent much time looking at. I looked a lot at the Zelda 2 booklet. Okay. I'm trying to think of games that I spent a long time looking at the books for. I really, really like the original Diablo book. That was I always thought that was cool because there were like little hand drawn sketches and illustration inside that made it look like you were like reading some like. Weird, like Necronomicon type thing, it was cool. I'm going to say that, in fact, I really like that. Yeah, it doesn't book. sound. Oh, uh, someone's saying, John, that's comic zone. Uh, that wasn't the one I was thinking of, but it is a very good example. Mm yeah, well, it doesn't seem like any are really sticking out to us. No. Uh, all right. Uh, John, why don't you take this next one from Kalman? All right. Kalman writes in and says, what are your opinions on physical releases that only come with a download code? Um, take the Pokemon Virtual Console games as an example. I hate them. I hate them. I think they're a waste of resources that go completely against what the good thing about downloads are. They're a waste of resources. I agree with you. I love them. No, no, you don't. I lo- I love them. And I'll tell you why. I'll okay. tell you why. Okay, okay. Amazon Prime, you only get the 20% discount um, if it is a physical box. Okay. That, so that's I, a so pretty as big... much as I want a digital download of it, I can't get that discount. However, if it's a physical box with a code in it, it counts for the discount. I feel like that's, that, how I got that's like a major edge case there. Yeah. And, but it's the one I run it. I, but I run into it like routinely. If you know, if I get a game that is set up like this, which is not often, I think PUBG is the only one where that's been the case. Okay. Otherwise, I'm with you. Uh, it's a waste of resources. Um, but I, yeah, 
and it's weird because like you're gonna have to download it anyway as soon as you get home like what's the point why give the money to gamestop when you clearly have an internet connection i guess for a gift so you can give it to someone as a gift i don't know i hate it absolutely hate it okay one press l2p says hello to celebrate Valentine's Day this week, what are some of your guys' favorite video game romances? Can also include bromances or the equivalent for that between girls, whatever you would even call that. Okay. What would you call that? Would it just be bromance Probably again? a bromance. Why not? Probably. We don't discriminate yeah. here. Okay. okay. Favorite favorite romances. Video game romances. Okay. Feel like there's an obvious one. I always liked uh the relationship between Ellie and Joel in Last of Us. And which I can also tie the the downloadable content with Ellie and her friend. That's a great one too. That's actually my next game I'm gonna be playing. Through the remaster. Okay. I, I picked up the remaster that. for yeah, ten right. bucks, so have you played the DLC? No, I didn't even finish the original game. I didn't like it that much. Okay. DLC is very good. But okay. it's more of the game, so. <laughs> right. <laughs> All of the Gears of War guys. Yeah, th- that's a pretty good bromance right there. It's that's quite a bromance. Yeah. yeah. Like like Baird and um Cole. Yep. See, Frozen yeah, Hunt's the same Final Fantasy ten. And I thought so too, but I don't love how obsessive Yuna is <laughs> about <laughs> like just the fact that that whole Second, that uh, X2 or whatever game is about her. Yeah, no, I don't love it. There's something weird and tainted about that relationship that I don't love. Waka, though. Waka is... Yeah, I was thinking Waka for like a bromance. Yeah. It's Blitzball. Yeah, Waka and Blitzball. Best couple. For sure. <laughs> Waka and a Blitzball. <laughs> Final Fantasy 15, clearly best set of bros. That's a really good one. That game just came out on iOS, that like chibi version of it. I was thinking about taking a look at that, but I I don't know <laughs> that I will. I know the first episode is free because it's I guess it's episodic. Mm. Yeah, I'm going to say Professor Layton and Luke. Those guys are buddies. Okay. I don't know. Why Goku I'm... and Vegeta. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It's really a bromance per se. I think it's a bromance. One, one clearly likes one more than the other does. I think it's a bromance. Vegeta's a softy on the inside. I would say Goku and Piccolo was a bromance before Goku and Vegeta. Yeah. I think Gohan and Piccolo is the actual bromance. Okay. Yeah. You know what? Yeah, yeah. that's actually true. Yeah. Yeah. Or go or Gohan and Trunks. That's another good one. Because or so, so the one with Goku is Krillin, obviously, like those guys are buds forever. There's even like a whole episode dedicated to it in Super. So that's a good one there. Shepard and Rex. Shepard <laughs> and Rex. It, it would be Shepard and Garrus, right? Sure. Yeah. But Rex says Shepard all the time, so that's true. It's true. Oh, crap. Uh, we are reaching out to each other on Skype. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> I had forgotten as well. 
Yeah, someone, thank you for saving us in the chat. Yep. We're keeping in touch on Skype. This new meme is the worst timeline. <laughs> <laughs> it's the worst. Yeah, does Link have any good bromances? I'm like m way more into the bromances than the romances. But there's got to be some good romances too, right? That's because romances are always awkward and never done well in video games. Actually, I'll say in Assassin's Creed Origins, Bayak and his wife, Aya, that's a pretty good romance. They're both like badass. I'll take your word for it. <laughs> I have no idea. Yeah, I'll say that one. Oh, we got Lincoln Groose. No. Mm. Come on. <laughs> yeah, no. This is a serious question. Let's be serious here. Jesus. We're talking Bruce, about video man. game romances for Christ's sakes. So many like Final Fantasy people that uh, yeah. people are saying, and it's like, man, I don't remember most Final Fantasy characters. Cloud and Barrett. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mog and Umaro. Umaro, however you say his name. Sonic and Tails. That's actually and a pretty Sonic good Sonic and one. Knuckles. Yeah. And Sonic and Knuckles, yeah. Winged Wolf has Link and the Paraglider. That's actually probably my favorite one. Like, <laughs> I was way into the Paraglider. <laughs> or that Leaf that basically does the same thing in Wind Waker. Mm -hmm. Any character and when they get double jump. That's my favorite. Yeah. OTP. Yeah. That's probably all right. Uh, John, you have this next one. All right. Last one comes last from one. James. Uh, let's say that tomorrow concept reveals the trailer for Mighty Number no. Nine Part Two or Two Mighty Two Number Nine. <laughs> <laughs> I had to do a double take to be sure I read that right. Actually, uh, I'm going to interrupt you real quick because Homer in the chat says a sir in August, and I I can't just leave that hanging. Everyone has to remember <laughs> that's the best part in a sir's wrath. Easily. All right, you can continue. All right. The trailer looks great, and the release date is a month from now. You get the game, and it's very good. So good that you might, E, consider it for a spawn in your top ten for game of the year. Everything that made the first game lacking has been improved upon, and the lead-up that was just the one trailer, uh, and the lead-up was just the one trailer that was great. Do you still tell people to buy Too Mighty to number nine, or are you still too bummed out by the nightmare that surrounded Mighty number nine in the first place? If you do still tell people to buy it, what's go what gong show of a game would you tell people not to buy the sequel of if it was great? Yo, I would if never game's tell good, people to not then, buy a good game. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I would tell them to play the game. Yeah, for sure. I would just say, don't play the first one. Yeah. Yeah, like Assassin's Creed. <clears throat> yeah, well, that and like Mass Effect, if it's story heavy, I might have an argument for playing the first one. I feel like Mighty Number no. Nine wasn't story heavy, but I don't know. If That's sure. not actually true. Maybe it was too story heavy for what is event was just a fucking Mega Man game, essentially. Okay. Okay. They cared way too much about the characters, and that whole fucking thing sucked. <laughs> they put way too much time <laughs> in that dumb bullshit. Um, I don't feel I was too burned by Mighty Number no. Nine because I kind of figured it probably wouldn't be that good, and I didn't pay into the Kickstarter and wasn't waiting for it. So I just played it when it came out like any other video game. So yeah, I wasn't too burned by it. I would totally tell people to play 
Too Mighty Two Number Nine if it was really good. Yeah, I agree. I'm the same. And there's been plenty of games that I've played the second one before the first one. What about the second part of his question? What gong show of a game would you tell people not to buy, even if the sequel was great? Is there a case where you would just be kind of <clears throat> lacking the integrity yeah, I don't like to let Gears people? Of War one? No, I don't like Gears of War one at all. OK, I, I would have a hard time recommending that. And honestly, the story does not matter that much. It's a Gears of War game. Uh, so I would I would just say go to two because two is really good. Well, I thought the question was, which one would you? Yeah. What gong show of a game would you tell people not to buy the sequel of if it was great? Like, yeah. so you would not tell people to buy Gears of War 2 is what they're saying. Oh, so like I hated the first one so much, even yeah. though I like the sequel, I'm not going to. Oh, how okay. bad would a game have to be to not recommend a sequel if it was well done? Like, the only thing I can think of is like weird edge cases like, oh, like it's one of those like creepy rape games that Japan. Oh, my has. God. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, like this, like super edge right. case, like, like maybe like yeah. one dev does that. Or like Assassin's Creed 2 is really good, but Assassin's Creed 1 killed my parents. <laughs> so like I can't recommend yeah. that. Yeah. And now I'm Batman. <laughs> I I can't think of any like not irrational case. I'm trying like, to think of how much you would have to hate something. You would, just Exactly. <laughs> you'd have to hate not just the game, but like the developers. You're like, I cannot allow myself to give money or anyone I know. See, the thing is, is I understand hating the developers or producers, but like the product's a product, man. If it's good, like pay that money and get get your game on like. Yeah, <laughs> you don't have to. Right. Get, well, yeah. I mean, there's an argument for like not wanting to support them. I, I think that's right. what I he's trying to get at, question, but I don't agree though. with it. It is a different question. Like, can you separate the developer from the game? It's a different question. I'm, but but I'm I think saying, that's like, actually what he's trying to get at, because otherwise this question just doesn't make sense. I think he's getting at the. Because the, they fucked this up, would you consider giving, like, saying that you should buy this thing to give them more money, even though they are, okay. like, kind of scumbags with the first part? And in that case... I think that's that's the way. It, if the developer is a scumbag, then I could say not playing this good game from them. Okay. If they just put out a bad game, like, whatever, people put out bad games, I'll play yeah. the next one if it's good. The thing is... Is that I think a good product's still a good product. I'm okay with giving like every fucking company does terribly shitty things we just don't hear about. So if you were gonna have that attitude, you, sh you probably shouldn't be playing like any games that aren't indie games. <laughs> Some of the practices that have gone on. So yeah, I don't know. I think the product should stand by themselves. Okay, uh, that's it for questions. If people want to send in questions next week, it's topdownperspective at gmail.com, at TDP Podcast on Twitter, the Facebook group, the Discord channel, John's P.O. Box. Uh, mm. What's your guys' games of the week? Shadow of the Colossus. Don't say it, John. <laughs> I'm going to go Celeste Hollow Knight. Hollow Knight, all right. <laughs> <laughs> this podcast was brought to us by Skype. Go to Skype.com for more great podcasts like the Top Down Perspective. We reached out to each other using Skype. Good night, everybody. <laughs> Bye. See you next week.